Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grund. Kirk and Anthony are here. Hey, everybody. I am exhausted. There's just been so much happening, and a Comic-Con happened as well, so we got a lot to talk about, Kirk. We do. It's going to say you left the state, you went on a trip, but it was not to Comic-Con. No, I, w I went to a trip for a wedding, mm -hmm. um, but I was able to also hit up uh, amusement park, Bush Gardens, uh, mm -hmm. which was quite nice, honestly. Uh, Theming-wise, I think yeah, it was pretty pretty decent, um, so that was cool. Bush Gardens, check it out, some pretty good rides. Um, also, Ocean City, located in Maryland, nice, kitschy, tacky boardwalk that if you want a sort of like touristy experience to sort of... Have fun with your significant other. Mm -hmm. Go to the beach. I'd recommend doing that. Well, that sounds lovely. So yeah, I went to the other side of the country. It does. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Well, let's talk about Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon, at the age of 77, I believe at the time of this recording, he's 76, is retiring um, <laughs> from... Whatever he wants to retire from, you know, I guess at this point it's running the company he created with WWE. Um, but he's done. Like this is this has been the guy. Like this is the Walt Disney of this company, right? Like this is this yeah. is huge. I was gonna say, like obviously we generally talk about movies and TV. We, we we stick to that side of entertainment. If you are not a wrestling fan, I understand that this might not have any. You might not have any interest in this initially. But I do think this is worth listening to, because the WWE are a very, very large, very powerful entertainment entity, and their patriarch, you know, the, the co... We, they call him a founder. I mean, his, the fa the, his father technically created the company <laughs> that this company oh, has stemmed from, so... <laughs> but uh, if you want to say, you know, the, the, the main... The boss. The boss. Like, no one above him. He's the boss. Leaves. Retires. He had to resign in disgrace. World-changing news, mm -hmm. you know? It is... It's something where... If, even if you have a passing sort of knowledge of of wrestling in general, you know, you, you may be familiar with them, you know? Like, I'm sure most people have heard the, you know, It's me, Austin! <laughs> like, most people have heard that, so... Most people know the gif of him uh, having... <laughs> what looks like an orgasm and then uh, fainting like people are aware of him yeah in pop culture exactly exactly and he's been such a, a prominent sort of uh, face and voice in the world of wrestling so it's like if you have a passing sort of knowledge you're familiar with them and then if you have a genuine knowledge like it's it's impossible not to know who this guy is and it's something where it's sort of like as you grow up you really start to learn how awful this guy is behind the scenes and how many bad stories there are, it's kind of incredible that it took this long for something to happen. You know? Like, yeah. it's it's almost crazy that it, it almost feels like kind of anticlimactic in a way. Yeah, Just yeah. All the stuff that he's gone through and all the things you kind of... And the world that he comes from, you know? Like, he faked his own death on television. You know? With, <laughs> once again, another thing you may have seen of him getting into the limousine and seeing it explode... He comes from a very theatrical world. So, like you said, for him to have all these allegations come out and then him sort of, like, throw it aside on television 
and then just a week or two later quit on Twitter is yes. is like an amazing thing. It's like there he goes and he was gone, you know, and fingers crossed he doesn't get away with it scot free, but who knows in this world. But sure. this is a genuine shakeup of the entire business. If you if you don't like the product and you're a wrestling fan and you think, well, you know, Vince is gone, he was the 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 main decision maker and he put all this terrible shit on television and now Triple H, you know, the Paul Levesque uh, you know, he's now the head of creative and, you know, things are going to change. Like, the first thing that they do is have Stephanie McMahon lead the crowd in chants of thank you, Vince. Uh, you know, as he's been accused of uh, of non-consensual sexual abuse. And you just go, holy shit, what a dystopia this is. Gosh, if, if only someone had, like... If only someone had, like, predicted this, you know, right. like, years ago. If only someone had, like, sat on stage and, like drop some sort of, like, bomb of sorts and, like, mm. said that even if certain people take over, things aren't going to change. Yeah. Gosh, that's... Uh, I wonder how that guy's doing. If, if that person existed, what he would be like today. Yeah, imagine... Uh. Let's say uh, let's say about 11 years ago. Imagine someone doing that on television. I can't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think, we, I think we talked enough about wrestling. I think people want to come back to the, the pod now. So okay. We'll... We'll talk about movies again. Welcome to the Grund, everybody, if you're just joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, uh, we will, of course, talk about San Diego Comic-Con. There's a lot of news that came out of that, but uh, we're going to talk about some actual movies that we watched first. Anthony, mm-hmm. you've seen a movie that doesn't get released here for like another two weeks. What did you see? I saw the latest uh, Jordan Peele film called Nope, and uh, I didn't initially see this one at it came out, I saw it a week after it released because I was out of state, as mentioned prior. Um, but I, I, I saw this. It was something where... Uh, I, I, I'm i not familiar with Jordan Peele's work. Like, I know it, but I haven't... I've never seen any of his other previous films. Um, uh, I know they're good. I know Get Out is was like a cultural touchstone mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, and I know that uh, people aren't as hyped about us, but I... I haven't heard like super negative things about it. So I know he makes good films. And so I saw the trailer for this and I thought that's a really good trailer. That first trailer. I was like, that's a really good trailer, but I think I'm good on that. Like, I don't think I need anything else. Um, and then just going to the movies, seeing the Batman a couple, five times or so. Um, <laughs> I saw the, the bunch of trailers for this over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I was like, you know what? We're going to see it. We're going to go see, because there's been some good movies this year, and I kind of want to continue seeing different kinds of films. Yeah. So I saw Nope, and I got to say, it's a first Jordan Peele experience. I thought it was quite good. Um, I'm not going to say that I love it, but I think, in my opinion, and I guess people can take this however they'd like, this should be like the standard for films. Because it looks good, mm-hmm. it's got good music. I, I discovered, because there's points where I was like, I really like the score in this. Apparently, the, the guy's been doing it for all these the Jordan Peele films, mm-hmm. so props to him. Good stuff. Um, it's well acted. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's funny. It's, it, it's tense. It's exciting. Like, it, it just, it, it's not mind-blowing. It's not going to change your life. But in terms of, of a movie, this is what we should set as, like, the acceptable standard <laughs> of films. <laughs> um, because it really makes everything else seem, like, really stupid. Because this is not, like, a smart movie. 
Um, it has things that are there that you can kind of dig into and kind of think about. Like, there's probably aspects of it that while you're watching it, you're like, why was that important? Like, what was the point of that? And you can kind of dig a little bit deeper. Like, it's not a numbskull movie, but at the same time, it's not like this is going to be a heart-wrenching, emotional, intellectual sort of experience. It's, it's just a movie. It's barely, like, straightforward. Um, but just visually, I found it really interesting. There are quite a few shots um, that are, like, purposely handheld shots that really work with the scene. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a point where we revisit a situation to get more information, like a, a scene that happened prior that opens the film. We return to that scene, and it is genuinely suspenseful. It is probably one of the scariest moments in the entire film. And this isn't like a jump scare sort of like horror fest, but obviously it's sort of like an alien invasion film. You kind of get that. That's mm -hmm. not a spoiler. That's the marketing for the film. Um, kind of similar to, to Signs, uh, but mm. not in, in its way. You know, it's, it's, it's similar in the sense that it's about a group of characters, not a world event, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like I say, there's a, there's, a, there's a scene that's very very tense and the way that it's shot is very well done and it just really makes you pay attention to a lot of stuff and i felt myself doing that a lot in this movie to where things shot it felt very uh purposeful and it looked really really nice you know we're in this sort of big california dry land and it feels like you're there you know you're on these these places with with uh daniel kaluuya and and kiki palmer and it feels real and it's like it's hot and it's dry and maybe it's because it's the summer but it's just very easy to feel that experience um i'm not gonna pretend like everything worked and there's certain moments and situations that are like oh, okay <laughs> but overall like i said great performances great music looked really good this was just a satisfying movie to watch it's not gonna be the top of my list or anything but it does at least make me interested in checking out the other previous films so I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Like, if you see a director's work and you want to go watch their other <laughs> work, so that's really, really good. So I, I would recommend Nope. You know, I don't think it's going to light your world on fire by any means, but if you're kind of just wanting to uh, watch a suspenseful, interesting flick, and you're kind of, you know, a, a little bit more than your sort of average... If you don't want to go see Super Pets right now, go watch Nope. You know, Super Pets doesn't get released here until uh, September. So, oh, uh, I can't see Super Pets. Um, you know, it's funny with Jordan Peele. I really, really, really like Get Out, and uh, I thought Us was good. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, his work is can be a little uh, <laughs> divisive. I think that's the general opinion, though, is that Get Out is better than Us. Right. I'm really excited to see Nope. I really like that first trailer. I haven't watched a second trailer because, as I've mentioned before, I, I generally don't watch trailers for movies I'm already sold on. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see it. It doesn't come out here until, like, the 11th of August or something, so I have to wait. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of discussing with you maybe a bit more in-depth at a later point. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess I, in terms of the trailers, the second trailer, obviously, just by being a second trailer, does show more than the first. Mm -hmm. But... I it doesn't spoil the film. Sure. <laughs> I'll just say that it does. Yeah. If you watch that trailer, it's not gonna give you too much about it. But sure. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it, and because I did, so that's <laughs> something. 
I watched a film called Broker. It was at the Sydney Film Festival this year, and uh, that's definitely how I watched it. <laughs> it's a South Korean film uh, from a Japanese writer and director and editor, which is pretty cool, Hirokazu Koreeda. I think a lot of us have a place in our heart for like misfit family road trip films. Obviously, like, Little Miss Sunshine is a very notable one. Mm. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation is probably the most famous one. But then you have a film like Logan also fits into that category as well. So it's not something that is purely reserved for comedies or for dark comedies. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, though, I guess that is most common. This film does have some lighter-hearted moments from time to time, but it's definitely more of a drama, uh, which addresses and explores... Essentially what being a family means, and the responsibility of family, and being a parent, and forgiveness. Uh, you have this collection of characters posing as a family, looking to sell this baby to a nice couple, while this crime plot unfolds around them. This young mother leaves her baby outside a church, uh, and these two guys who work at the church try and sell the baby themselves, otherwise it could just grow up in an orphanage and never find a parent. Uh, their orphanages are overflowing, basically. So what they're doing is illegal, and they're doing it for a profit, I should say. Uh, but it's not totally from a selfish place, so it has some sweetness to it. Um, one of these guys trying to sell the baby was an orphan himself, so you get his perspective on growing up in that system. There are times where you think you know where the film is going to go, and then it doesn't, which is nice. It's a very bittersweet story. And it has some very authentic, uh, like, melancholic sort of mm. feel to it, an atmosphere. And the performances are all excellent. Uh, the main actor in it is Song Kang-ho, who a lot of people are, you know, if you're familiar with a lot of Bong Joon-ho's work, you know him, Parasite, and Memories of Murder, and The Host, and um, uh, Snowpiercer. Mm, okay. I watched a film of his, uh, it might have been late last year, called Our Taxi Driver. Not Taxi Driver, not the Scorsese film, but A Taxi Driver, which is really good. So. <laughs> Our Taxi Driver. Um, uh, but anyway, not to get off track, but Broker is a really great film, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what its theatrical release schedule is going to be, but I loved it, and uh, you know, not that this is the be-all and end-all, but I do predict that it will be one of the films talked about, at least international film-wise, uh, when award season rolls around. So check it out. Okay, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Before Nope, uh, you obviously saw the uh, Oppenheimer trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard a little rumor that the Oppenheimer teaser was going to be in front of Nope, which of course was further uh, reason to go see the film. Because uh, everybody knows we're Chris Nolan fanboys. I guess fanboys is an out-of-date term. We're Chris Nolan stands. Oh, I guess that is the term. You know, yeah. we post our Chris Nolan fan cams um, <laughs> with the, the sparkly pink like filters and whatnot. It's like a Doja Cat um, song or something. Yeah, yeah, just him like looking really serious. Yeah, you know, and his... and then that occasional smirk. <laughs> yeah, the smirk <laughs> is him at the the MTV Movie Awards. Oh yeah, uh, if you if you don't know that, everybody, you got to look up the shot of it's. I mean, it's a gif basically, but look up Chris Nolan at the MTV Movie Awards. And it's him standing in the crowd while uh, Eminem, I think, was performing Lose Yourself. 
and uh, like right in front of him is uh, Brittany Murphy, who was in Eight Mile, and she's like she's got her like middle fingers up and she's like jamming, and everyone around Nolan is like bopping along, and then there's just Chris Nolan, long black coat, just standing there watching. It's beautiful. <laughs> So yeah, he's got a new movie about the man who made the big bomb back in the uh, the, the World War II days. And um, yeah, uh, obviously this is the the uh, Killian Murphy vehicle. Yeah, baby. This is, this is the sort of culmination of all of uh, Murphy and Nolan's sort of work together. Uh, most people will, will probably know him as uh, Dr. Jonathan Crane in the uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Um, you know, and he's he's in other things. He was also in Inception and Dunkirk. So the big question remains, will this go more the route of Dunkirk or Inception and the Dark Knight films? Uh, will he wear a burlap sack on his head? He's got a hat. That's true. He does have a hell of a hat. He does have a have a hat. And yeah, so he's he I mean, this is a a classic sort of Nolan teaser. It yeah. is, uh, you know, it, it it gives you that feeling of prepare yourself for an event. Mm-hmm. You know, like next summer, we're all going to go to the movies together. That's the, the vibe of it. And, you know, at this point, you're either down with it or you're not. Of course, uh, you know, a, a lot of film Twitter is going to be down for it. And people like us are going to be down for it. And it's it's going to it has a stellar cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh continues just to be in things yeah you know like good for her yeah <laughs> she it, it's funny because obviously we'll talk about marvel later and while there are things to be excited about you know obviously marvel is sort of seen as this like big machine you know we're going public i was gonna say wheels uh, done we're going public. <laughs> <laughs> uh no one's gonna get that uh but it's on theme we're talking about nolan it is it is on theme but like she's in it and she's in that upcoming movie don't worry darling which mm-hmm. i got another like a different trailer for mm. in front of nope and that was quite good and i really want to see that um, she's just like in everything, so it's cool that like she's in Marvel movies and stuff like this, and uh, it's just got a whole whole bunch of people, and I'm I'm quite excited to see this this film, even though it shows us very little, but it tells you that it's going to be a big dramatic Chris Nolan film, and I like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the reason we're bringing it up is because the uh, Chris Nolan teaser is sort of a uh, lost art form, dare I say. Um, we don't get teaser trailers like this anymore, and I love teasers like this. They don't make them like they used to. Like that, they don't make a lot of uh, marketing like this. Uh, and obviously, we have a lot of trailers to discuss later. But yeah, this was just one of those. Like I sat there and I watched it on my laptop the way it was not meant to be viewed, <laughs> and uh, just kind of like, oh, I can't wait. And it comes out. I don't know if it will in Australia, but uh, at least in America. Oppenheimer and Barbie are released on the same day. So, that's going to be a fun day. Fun double feature day. Absolutely. I'm going to see both. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I hope Barbie has a teaser. That's <laughs> a really dramatic teaser. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we are starting to reach the end of the year where the onslaught of, this isn't maybe a, a fair term to use, but award season films are about to come out. True. Um, I mean, we're only a month or a couple of months away from like the Toronto Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival they're both about to occur which is where a lot of these sorts of films debut um, like Darren Aronofsky's film The Whale 
with Brendan Fraser. I'd like mm. to see that. Yeah, I saw the image released of of that. That's uh, yeah. Aronofsky is a very interesting director. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that's. That's, that's the least I can say, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, it feels like he hasn't had... Uh, he hasn't made a movie for a while, but he hasn't had that real... Uh, you, know, the th- you know, grabbed audiences like The Wrestler or uh, uh, Black Swan did. So I'm hoping this is it. And you know, I, I, everyone wants to see Brendan Fraser succeed. So that's nice. Yeah, he's the new internet darling, so... Yes. You yeah. mentioned Don't Worry Darling. Uh, that's about to debut. Um, mm-hmm. Noah Bombach's new film, White Noise, with uh, Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. We, we finally got like an image of that and uh, a description of that film. I think Adam Driver teaches Hitler studies, so I don't know what that means, but that's interesting. Mm. Okay. Tar. I don't know if you saw the teaser for Tar this week with Kate Blanchett. No. No. Okay. <laughs> this movie, this had a teaser like the Oppenheimer teaser. So it's not completely gone, <laughs> but it's just like dramatic music plays as Cape Blanchard just like stares at the screen and smoke starts to come out of her mouth and there's talk of like a virus. And I don't think this is like a COVID movie. <laughs> She's like conducting an orchestra in it. So uh, yeah, that that trailer was wild. I just, okay. I'm looking at the <laughs> cast. It's got Mark Strong in it. Mark Strong's in it. Yeah, I like Mark Strong. That's That's good. Um, a film I'm looking forward to is The Sun, uh, S-O-N, starring uh, Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern, and uh, it's uh, Florian Zeller's new film, he directed The Father, which I loved. That was my favourite film from like 2020, the Anthony Hopkins film that he won Best Picture for in the main event of the Oscars that year. <laughs> but uh, he wrote and, he, I mean, he wrote the play The Father, and he also directed and wrote the uh, the film adaptation, mm. and I believe the same is the case for The Sun. Obviously, their titles are similar. I don't think they're connected. Anthony Hopkins is in this movie as well, I think, though like he doesn't have a character listed. He's just always there, like listed in the cast without a character. So I often think, like, oh, is that just Google <laughs> assuming that he's in it? He's just always there, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, like Sam Mendes has a film coming out. There's that Marilyn Monroe biopic, Blonde, with uh, Ana de Armas. Oh, there are some controversy around that recently um because that's uh based on a book that is yes. not an accurate uh biography of of miss Marilyn monroe that is way more like sex driven and yes a lot more uh i guess flashy and scandalous and that's what the yes. movie's based on so i've seen a lot of people sort of share some distaste for that even though uh anna de armas is is quite good i don't know if the life of Marilyn Monroe necessarily needs to be a film that's made. And, uh, like, I'm also a little sick of this really famous celebrity had a crazy life and they were miserable. Like, we get that a lot. We just had that with Elvis, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's got an NC-17 rating. So I'm guessing that there's going to be, like you said, like, following that book, it's going to have a lot of sex and nonsense in it. But Rape. Possibly, yeah. Um, it feels very Oscar baity as well. I can't deny that. I really, I also really like Ana de Armas a lot. Though based on the trailer, hasn't changed her accent much. I just gotta point that out. But uh... mm. that's a, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's similar to Elvis Presley, like Marilyn Monroe is probably like the most impersonated woman of all time. Right. Um, 
Or at least, you know, certainly one of the most iconic looking and sounding stars of all time. So, I mean, largely, Anna Diamas has the look, but uh, how she sounds, I guess we'll see. Maybe the trailer wasn't a fair uh, sampling of that, but... Is JFK in it? I don't think he is. People were talking about that in the comments of, like, of the the trailer. Like, where's JFK? <laughs> it's the only thing I know! Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, movies that are about to come out, so we'll have a lot more to talk about. It feels like we're in a little bit of a, a quiet period now, but uh, movies that aren't even on our radar will pop up and, and be beloved, so there's stuff to, to look forward to. Did you watch the trailer for the Del Toro Pinocchio film? You know, I haven't. Did you? I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. I wanted to, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I like uh, Guillermo del Toro, so I don't really have any connection to Pinocchio, but I'll probably see it because I like his film. Yeah, same. I don't really like Pinocchio, to be honest. <laughs> Bitch. Um, let's, <laughs> let's just get on with it. Let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con! Yay! This is the big event. It's finally back after uh disappearing 2019 was the last year that it was like a big deal and mm. then the pandemic happened obviously and now now it's back uh and everyone is here it's like smash brothers ultimate everyone is here and it's a big deal except maybe not as much for some people um so so uh, did you did you follow the comic-con news was it something like you were checking up on daily yeah it was um me too sadly yeah, isn't that, like, we have talked about, how do I want to approach this? Good lord. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, I'll approach it this way. Last week, not last week, we actually recorded this a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. Are we Are we going to talk about what happened? Because I just realized. I, I think we should. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we had, you would put out a tweet saying that we weren't going to really talk about Thor because there wasn't really much for us to say. And there isn't. There wasn't. Yeah, which, what is funny is that uh, when I put out the tweet of, like, you know, we talk about Thor and uh, the boys, and, like, you know, I listed all of that, I I put Thor first, and uh, our friend Christian Kim pointed out, like, you said you weren't (laughs) going to talk about it, and I realized, like, I kind of put it there at the top almost as, like, a kind of a joke, because, I mean, we spent, like, well over an hour talking about Doctor Strange, And I think we spent 10 minutes talking about Thor. And the reason for that was we were going to talk about all of the Phase uh, 4 stuff. So we actually... that was the original plan, is we were... I I came to Kirk with, instead of just talking about Thor, let's talk about Phase 4 so far. Um, Yes. Funny enough, we'll get to it. That was clearly a dumb idea. My end of the audio just screwed up when we were recording, so I didn't have all of it. So I was like, well, I don't want us to just talk about WandaVision and then jump straight to Thor. Like, that would be weird. Yeah. What ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise was that we know that Phase 4 is about to end this year. So we can just hold off and talk about it all once uh, Black Panther is out. But uh, So that was amusing. But yeah, if you thought it was strange that we talked about uh, you know MCU kind of in general and we mentioned a little bit about X-Men 97 and then suddenly we jumped straight to... Do you have any new thoughts on Doctor Strange? That's why. There's like <laughs> 30 to 40 minutes that just got cut. But uh, we'll revisit that at a later time anyway. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Obviously, we follow the MCU and we follow comic book movies. Um, but we obviously talk about a lot of other movies like we just have. It's funny to just sit there like watching my phone update during the MCU panel, during the Marvel Studios panel, uh, and like with news... 
and being like, oh man, this is this feels like addiction or something. Like this is sad. <laughs> well, it was it was it was worse for me because obviously I was in another state. Sure. And I uh, obviously talked about before being a toy collector. I follow a lot of the toy news as well. Mm-hmm. So like Hasbro was there at their Hasbro booth. And, like, they were revealing stuff, like, every day, whether it's Marvel Legends or Transformers or G.I. Joe. um, Star Wars, I guess, wasn't really interested. Um, (laughs) But I was, like, following that. I was like, oh, man, what are they showing? And, like, seeing, like, back in the day, you know, someone taking a photo of the screen at a panel of insert character here. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, it was was incredible. Um, Obviously, there was also some, like, exclusives that I was looking out for. Um this year, which was a little bit different, quick sort of update. So Comic-Con, right? It used to be that, like, there's Comic-Con exclusives. And they meant that back in the day. Yes. <laughs> it was like, you know, it, you want to think about, like, um, back in the day, I guess it was 2010 when it released, the DC Direct Batman Arkham Asylum figure that was out before the rest of the line. It was, like, almost like a preview figure, but it was also exclusive because it came with, like, battle damage and everything. And it was, like, a Comic-Con exclusive. And it would be, like, one of, I don't know how many they made, 500. And you had to go to the convention to get that. That's not the case anymore. Um, which is really funny because a lot of people complain about exclusives mm-hmm. and how hard they are to get. And I did see some people, of like, imagine if these things were, like, really exclusive. Because for, like, Hasbro, the way they did it this year is that you go to the convention... You get an exclusive QR code, and that allows you to pre-order it on the website, and you get it at the same time as everybody else. And I don't know how this happened. Somehow, the link of where to get the pre-orders went up somewhere. So I, for example, I am a G.I. Joe collector. The San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Dr. Mindbender set, I got on Friday, I want to say... When there were people at the convention that, like, couldn't get it. Um, Oh. So I don't know how that system worked. I'm pretty fine with it because of what it worked out for me. But obviously, yeah, I'm following Toy News every day. And it's it's crazy. Like, we've talked about it before because, you know, we've we've known each other for quite some time now. And we remember sort of the, the, the height of this sort of stuff kicking off, you know, around a decade ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And the idea of going to San Diego Comic-Con was like, you know, back when it really was like a nerd's dream, you know, yeah. as, as, a, as a younger person being like, wow, San Diego Comic-Con is like, you know, nerdvana and like dumb shit like that that people would say. And as the years went on, it's, that, that feeling fades, right? You look at it and you're like, I can see all the announcements from my room. Uh, it's too crowded. What are they going to announce? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that stuff just doesn't matter anymore. And if you want to experience a convention, there are so many around the country and around the world now that you don't just have to go to this one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you want a more personalized experience, you can go to a a dozen in your local state. Um, So that just became less appealing. But, like, this year, I don't know what it was, but it really got to me. I was like, gosh, I want to go to San Diego. Like... (laughs) Maybe it was just because everybody was going back, and I saw a bunch of people online being like, I'm going back, and, like, meeting up with people and getting the chance to, like, talk with people seemed so genuinely cool. Yeah. And, like, that's just crazy to me. So seeing all that was was a lot of fun, and it really made me want to go, and it looked like a good time. And, you know, there's always more. You know, we talk about the Marvel stuff, but, 
like uh, Smiling Friends, the Adult Swim show. I was going to mention Smiling Friends. Yeah. Uh, they revealed their special coming up, Smiling Friends Go to Brazil, uh, which is like, if you're <laughs> someone who's been on the internet, that's a hilarious joke. Yes. And I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smiling Friends is awesome. It's it's the uh, the only adult comedy, sorry, adult animation show that I watch. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do because those guys are great. Yeah, absolutely. In in a world where we are buried under adult animated comedies, yeah. Smiling Friends stands above and beyond. And they had a panel, and it was great to watch. Um, They're a duo of one American guy <laughs> and one Australian guy. You just uh, you just go take a look at them. Look up <laughs> Smiling Friends San Diego Comic Con panel and see if they look familiar. You just tell me. <laughs> but. Uh, I guess okay. So, what was the big news that came out of Comic Con? What was like the big deals? Well, uh, I guess I have here. Not everything got a trailer, but I have here an article that lists every trailer that was released. Okay. Um, so, I think starting with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes. Well, the, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, right? John Wick Four or John Wick Chapter Four, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Black Adam, mm -hmm. I Am Groot, uh, Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Right. I keep thinking that's related to, to Shang-Chi in the, <laughs> the Ten Rings. <laughs> uh, National Treasure, Edge of History. I think that might be the only one I haven't seen. Because uh, okay. I actually, believe it or not, I watched all the trailers. Uh, there was a YouTube oh, video that just had like all the trailers, 34 minutes long or whatever. And I went, okay. I'll, I'll do my homework. Uh, so I did that. Teen Wolf, the movie. What? As in, based on the MTV show. It's getting a movie. Oh. That's... God, okay. Yeah. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I didn't even know that got a trailer. Is that animated? Yeah, it's animated. It doesn't even look like it's a Disney Plus thing. Or... No, I, I knew that. Yeah, that's a Disney Channel thing, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. right. Uh... <laughs> I think the final season of The Walking Dead, <laughs> season 12 or something. Right, okay. Was there a He-Man in the Masters of the Universe trailer? Possibly. I know there was a panel. Okay. I also didn't see this, so I lied. Where they announced that uh, Will the Shat Shatner is going to be joining season two of the Netflix, like, Kevin Smith cartoon. Right. Um, the only the only thing I noted about the 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 He Man it was like 40th anniversary panel mm -hmm. um, was like Pixel Dan was like on the panel oh and like Pixel Dan is like a, a toy reviewer that reviews like He Man and Ninja Turtles yeah. and has been doing that for like 15 years now and like I met him at a convention <laughs> <laughs> like, which was pretty wild um, but he also wrote. Uh, the book that's like a collection of like the toy history. Mm. I forgot exactly what the title is called, but he like wrote the official book, the licensed book. And here he was on the panel with like Dolph Lundgren, you know, Jesus. like it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like props to him. Mm. Like to, 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 I mean, as someone who is also reviews toys and whatnot to see something like that, where it's like, you're almost declared like you're the number one fan. That's wild. And he's a wrestler, you know, like, He's apparently been a wrestler for years, and oh. he's got a match with Matt Cardona coming up. Dude's wild. Props to him. Let's see, what else? Uh, there was Interview with a Vampire. What? That was the worst trailer that I watched. I didn't know that was a, a thing. Yeah, it's going to be a what? show on AMC. 
How the Mighty Fall. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sandman, uh, or The Sandman, right. uh, which is going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And uh, those were the trailers we got. So, I guess... We'll, we'll go in a little bit of a... Some, uh, there's no order to this, but uh, I'll, I'll speak briefly on John Wick 4. Uh, because I like okay. I like the John Wicks. And this film looks like more John Wick fun. And there's a lot of good actors in it. And it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a John Wick film. Because it is. And I'm excited to see it. <laughs> uh, the, chapter 3 ended with a, a really, really big cliffhanger. This looks like it takes place a fair bit after, whereas the first three films kind of clearly take place within, like, a week or something like that. This looks like it takes place a little bit after that, so I'm uh, really intrigued by what they're gonna do. So, Keanu Reeves is a madman. I'm excited to see it. I was gonna say I gotta watch these movies, but I looked it up real quick, and, like, John Wick is on Peacock. Oh. Which is, like, one of the only streaming services I don't (laughs) fucking have, so... Never mind. Sorry, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good action films. I mean, it is the the kind of the funny joke is that each one is not as good as the one before. The first one is the best, and it doesn't really need to be a franchise, but they are just really good action films. So right. they are worth checking out. Uh, let's talk about Shazam. Okay. I, well, I guess let's talk about DC real quick. Sure. Um, and how their, you know, their big... D, uh, bag mm. uh, false advertised what they were going to discuss in their panels uh, <laughs> well maybe their hands were tied so it's a DC I was talking about this you know uh, with with my girlfriend Ray during the time uh, that like because I didn't know what they were going to announce beforehand but I knew they would talk about Shazam and Black Adam mm-hmm. and I thought like gosh that's incredible that like their headliners are a Shazam sequel and then a Black Adam solo film mm. like that's the world we live in. Like they, they didn't even like own those characters originally. Those are characters they bought, and now like <laughs> we. That's that's where we're at. Yeah. Is that like Shazam Two is the biggest hype that they can come up with? Because we'll talk about Black Adam afterwards. But yeah, we got Shazam Two, Fury of the Gods. Um, you know, it's it's the same crew as before. David S. Sandberg is 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 directing this one as well. God bless him. Um, and so yeah, I watched this trailer. Um, I really like the first Shazam. Um, yeah. I, I th- it's hard to say if it's like my favorites of like the current era DC films. I guess in that universe, I, I know it's the DC EU, but like that's such a broken place right now. It's like who gives a shit? Yeah. I guess it's either that or the Suicide Squad is what I like the most. You know, the Batman, Joker, those are different things. The Suicide Squad and and Shazam are probably my my personal faves. Um, so I really like that one. I'm looking forward to this one. I guess if I have any gripe is that the color grading I don't like as much as the the first film. I really liked the the winter setting. This looks a bit more like a typical film. Yeah. Um, that being said, it still has all the characters that I like, and I liked the first one enough to make me excited for this one. And uh, Zachary Levi just looks like he's having a blast. As usual, um, there's a, a a fun moment where he's sitting there across Helen Mirren, who's like the main bad guy, and they're like outside at like a restaurant, like a fast food place, and they're both like in these big ridiculous costumes, 
and uh, it's it's just sort of like a nice sort of like yeah this is tongue in cheek it's fun but it's not like we're embarrassed to be doing it it's like the opposite is that like this is silly and we know it so we're leaning into it sure and I like I like that I I thought that there's a there's a joke there where he sort of like tries to time it with like his the rest of his Shazam family showing up and I thought the comedy like there flowed really well but uh, yeah maybe not as visually interesting as the first film but. I'm still looking forward to it because I like the first film, so I hope I like this one too. He makes a joke about Fast and Furious and how it's all about family, which um, I, I'm a little sick of the, that kind of joke. But what is amusing is that Helen Mirren is in the Fast and Furious movies, so. Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Shazam too. I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I don't really have anything to add. And, uh, of course, I guess along with that is Black Adam, uh, his main arch-nemesis who's getting his own movie. Yes. I wonder why. Yes. Well, we talked about on the first uh, one of these that we did when we brought back this show, uh, when we did DC Fandom last year, about how Black Adam feels like Dwayne Johnson's vanity project. <laughs> and Yeah, he, he finally gets to do the thing that's popular, which is superhero films. Like, yes. it's it's a collision of film mediocrity (laughs) (laughs) but he showed up in costume puts the work in i guess i guess he puts the work in it it was just kind of funny to me to see that because it's like the the last time i really remember that having a really big impact i think maybe after my example maybe the ravages had shown up or something at one of the uh like when they were doing guardians 2 but right but the one i think about it's like i think it happened in the same year was Andrew Garfield was dressed in the Spider-Man costume and Tom Hiddleston dressed up as Loki. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's Spider-Man and Loki. Black Adam, what's his personality? I don't fucking know. It just it just felt funny. It was like Dwayne Johnson showing up in costume. It's like it's Dwayne Johnson in costume. It's not like, oh, it's Spider-Man. Oh, it's Loki. It just it just kind of <laughs> was funny to me cuz that's what this movie feels like is it's the Dwayne Johnson superhero vehicle movie. So I, I think they were different years. I think Spider-Man was 2011, but then Loki's appearance was after Avengers, but before Dark World. Oh, I, I, so it he, was... he showed up in his actual movie costume for TASM 2, is what I mean. Oh, I remember it now. I remember now. Yeah, because yeah. The Rock comes down. It's it's like, you, you expect that kind of like the... What's that one song that's like... You know that like like sports arena, like the lights flying around. Oh like, right, that's that's what I expect because it, it's him. He's like coming down on like wires, and there's like big electro like lightning <laughs> coming up <laughs> behind him. You know, it's it's the joke I always think of is that like I want the house lights to come on, and it's like you know the the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. You know where after the musical number, he's like swaying back and forth as he's is being like hung up from the rafters because <laughs> right. it's just it looks silly yeah um but he he tried real hard you know the the whole gimmick about the rock is the, the hierarchy of power something or other is uh, let me ask you this have you heard anyone talk about this movie black adam no i this is this is almost like scary right like yeah i haven't heard a single person that i know talk about black adam not online not in everyday life not normal people not even comic book nerds no one that i see unless you dig for it no one that i see is talking about 
Black Adam at all. And it's like, this is a superhero film. This is a rock film. Why is no one talking about it? It's going to be really scary if that film bombs, because I think The Rock is going to explode. <laughs> I mean, it may, because it's, again, it's Black Adam. Like, it just, it, it, it like, how do you describe Black Adam if you don't already right. know the character? Like, I don't know how to describe It's a name that means nothing, too. Yeah. You know, it's like you could be saying, like, Dark Spectre yeah, or, totally. you know, Crimson Curse. And it's like, that's just names. Like, Black Adam. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> and, you know, the, the Marvel films, like, you could make the argument of, like, well, you know, Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi, like, who are these dorks? And it's like, well, they are part of an already established famous franchise that people are already invested in. And, I mean, the big joke that people have had for years now is look at the unstable nature of this DC cinematic universe, the, the DCEU. Like, the trailer doesn't do a very good job at explaining his deal at all. You know, because he's a villain. Is the is the movie going to make him, like, an anti-hero? Is it going to be, like, a Venom situation? Because, um, I mean, you know they're going to lead to Shazam versus Black Adam. Like, that's the movie that they're going to tease at the end of both of these, surely. But is anyone actually going to care? Because it's not like Shazam made a ton of money. I mean, the funny thing about the trailer is it felt the need to recap the first movie. Because it came out right before Avengers Endgame. So it's not like it made a lot of money. It made enough money to get a sequel. But yeah, uh, I don't know. This this Black Adam stuff is just very funny to me. Because again, it's Black Adam. Why is he getting a movie? Because The Rock wants him to. That's all. Yeah, yeah. He Because obviously The Rock comes from the world of wrestling. And he obviously listens to fans. He wants to give people what they want. And so he probably looked online and saw what characters he was being fan cast as and was like, well, uh, I don't know what the fuck a Luke Cage is, so that's going off the table. Um, he did Roadblock in the G.I. Joe film, obviously. Uh, and then other than that, it was Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, and uh, Shazam and or Black Adam, mainly Black Adam. But you have to remember, at the time... This is news people may not remember. There was talks of they were going to let him choose. Yeah. It was like, which one do you want? And so like, I guess Jon Stewart wasn't going to be a thing. And so they probably approached him of like, yeah, we kind of want to do these characters. Uh, would you be interested in, in Black Adam? We see you as Black Adam. And then that was like, you know, a decade ago when that news was going around. And... Here we are. Like, it's always been a project of, like, how do we get Dwayne Johnson in a superhero project and whatever that needs to be. You know, yeah. I'm sure he did his research. And, I'm like I said, he, he listened to fans, clearly. He looked at what people saw and was like, yeah, I can do that. And it seems like right now that's why he's pushing this idea that he's going to fight Superman because it's it's like Batman and Deathstroke, right? It's like fans talk about it when it's like, there's other characters for Deathstroke to fight that make more sense, like his main adversary. And the same thing here. I see online all the time. It's it's Superman versus Black Adam. And it's like, Superman versus... No, there's already a, a, a Superman character. It's Shazam. Shazam versus Black Adam. Like, what are you talking about? I think when the trailer came out, he did some Instagram video or whatever where he's, like, shirtless in his gym or something, and he looks really pale. And he's like, uh, Black Adam... Uh, his main power is magic, and uh, what's Superman's one weakness? Magic. So that's all you need to know. And I'm going, Kryptonite! <laughs> it's like he wanted to play Superman. 
Yes, that is exactly what this is like. It's like he, that was never on the table. Like, he was never going to be Superman. And that, like, is under his skin. So it's the, the next best thing is to be someone that could fight Superman <laughs> and be evil Superman or, or badass Superman in a way, I guess. Because maybe he didn't even look up, like, what he was being fancast as. Maybe he looked up who can defeat Superman. Right, and he saw that animated film of, of yeah. Superman and Shazam versus Black Adam. Yeah, and he was like, "I can do that." <laughs> well, that might be because there was. Uh, it's something else we should talk about with this DC panel. Is there were a lot of rumors leading up to it that they were going to announce a Henry Cavill <laughs> Superman project, which they of course did not. He may have been at Comic Con for uh, The Witcher. I don't even think he was there for that. He Maybe wasn't at Comic Con. There was. There's a. A supposed rumor that he's actually because he's he's shooting Witcher, I think, right now. But yeah, there's, it's it's because he has COVID that he he didn't show up. That's what I'm hearing. Right, but uh, yeah, if if he had, is that what we're gonna get? Like Shazam versus Black Adam versus Superman? Like, is that actually the film we're gonna get? I guess I'd be fine with that than anything else. You know, well, in terms <laughs> of like a, a silly popcorn like superhero movie, like I'm I'm fine with that. I. This is another topic entirely, I guess, but uh, there's been a lot of talk online recently of, like, turning off your brain, like, what that actually means when you're watching a movie. Right. I like being engaged in movies, so turning off my brain is, like, such a weird concept to me. But you know what you're getting into when you go into Shazam versus Black Adam versus Superman movie. Yeah. But this idea of, like, stop being so critical and turn off your brain is such a strange idea to me. Yeah. But anyway... It's still Black Adam. I don't really care about Black Adam. <laughs> well, that was that was the thing. Is the new trailer happened and it looks exactly the same as the first trailer. So if you didn't gel yeah. with the first trailer, you're not going to gel with this one. Um, I still think it's like fine. It'll be watchable. I'll I'll check it out, but I'm not excited for it. You know, there's still kind of part of me that's like intrigued at the fact that like a character like Doctor Fate is happening. But at the same time, I'm not yeah. like. Oh my god, I cannot believe that Hawkman is in a movie. Like, it's it's very intriguing just as, like, a, a DC fan that these characters are going to be in a film. But, you know, it's not exactly, like, earth-shattering. Um, and that was it. That That's all DC. Like, DC Comics had sort of a, a panel where, um, mm-hmm. and I guess this is where the real news happened, Jim Lee, who, can we talk about Jim Lee just for a second? Let's. Isn't it amazing? That, like, that was the guy that drew, like, the X-Men. And now he's in one of the most powerful figures in DC Comics history. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, you don't hear of... Uh, I had a conversation with someone recently about how it seems like more and more businessmen are, like, heads of these big companies now, as opposed to people who, like, rose through the ranks by, like, yeah. actually doing the work that the company does. And, uh, but Jim Lee is a good example of someone who, yeah, he's a comic book artist. Now he's one of the people, one of the figureheads at DC. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And so Jim Lee was the one that confirmed that at this point, they're not looking to expand on any Snyderverse specific stuff. Like Mm -hmm. clearly they're going to use those characters, but like, no, restore the Snyderverse. According to Jim Lee, (laughs) not going to Save your money. (laughs) <laughs> Stop trying to buy advertisements like big billboards in San Diego during that weekend because they're just they're falling on deaf ears. Clearly, it's not going to work. From the man himself, the guy who draws Batman occasionally, he said it. 
Something comic book wise, though, that I am excited for. I mean, I say comic book wise, but it's really connected to the movies. Is uh, <laughs> we we got our first look at the uh, uh, Paul Dano uh, Riddler comic book, so I'm excited yes. to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Riddler Year One. I am yep. uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, we'll definitely be picking that up and, and reading it. But uh, that was it. You know, it, the Henry Cavill stuff is really interesting, obviously, because that was just a rumor. And so, mm-hmm. like, fans built themselves up to that. And then when it mm-hmm. didn't happen, they were really upset. And I guess maybe the DC fandom will still happen where they can talk well, about their yeah. other movies. Because, like, Blue Beetle, Batgirl, Aquaman 2, which recently, like, just today got some news. Yeah. That, like, Ben Affleck is confirmed for the film by Jason Momoa himself. Like, you can't get more concrete than that. Like, do you think that would have... Could you imagine if they announced that at Comic-Con? Like, you know? <laughs> if they did Aquaman 2 and then Batman came out? like Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't, because Aquaman comes out in, like, March. It's going to be DC fandom, I guess. I hope. It's not a competition, but if it is, I mean, Marvel announced... Uh, plans until your retirement from the sounds of it so i guess i guess that's all the stuff to talk about right should we just jump into the marvel stuff yes let's talk about uh i am groot (laughs) (laughs) so i this was weird because um not the series itself but james gunn at one point on twitter had said that like i am groot this little like i think it's gonna be like five shorts is like non-canon like this is Mm -hmm. purely just baby groot fun don't worry sure. about anything, just watch it. But then just the other day, I saw an article that was like, where I am group places on the timeline. Oh, fuck, fuck's sake. I, yeah. From the, the trailer, it's just like animated adventures of baby Groot. Like, we see we see that he goes to like an alien planet, and they're like little tiny creatures, so little baby Groot is like a giant, and he's like perceived as a god. And it's just gonna be, if, if you liked baby Groot in Guardians 2, here's some shorts. The original Baby Yoda. The original Baby Yoda, yeah. I mean, the original Baby Yoda is Gizmo, but uh, but yes. Well, um, according to Joe Dante. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to actually discuss with Baby Groot. I said that as a joke, but yeah, we got a little tease of him, like, walking around in a grass... Or not grass, I guess they were, like, leave, like, leave skirt and things like that, and it looks silly and fun. And, you know, in terms of where this lines up on the timeline, I mean... I noticed that they didn't list uh, the Guardians Holiday Special on their big, like, Phase 4 thing. So, Mm. I guess they just don't really... Not that they don't count them, but they're, like, extensions, I guess, of the MCU, where it's not like, you must watch them to understand what happens next, so... Right, right. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, the the animation is very clearly the same as Guardians 2, so... Yeah, it looks quality. Yeah, it does look quality. Uh, Those poor animators... That's, well, that's, that's, I guess that's the real news. That's the real story. All, yeah, all that stuff recently, and you know what? I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that these people are coming out and telling their stories. Yeah, because maybe it'll actually cause a change. It is awful to hear that, like, you know these 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 people are being pushed like to the to the brink, and then the movies come out and people go, "This looks like shit. Why does it look like shit?" And then these people have to fucking sit behind their desks and be like, "Well, it's because." I wasn't given lunch that day when I yeah. had to work on, you know, this CGI double of the, you know, Scarlet Witch doing a flip. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, well, I guess because I guess what came first was the animation thing, which is what 
baby group come from. So, uh, the Spider-Man show, any thoughts there? Oh, this is weird, right? It is weird, huh? This is, this is like, I don't know. Like, okay, so yeah, this is Spider-Man freshman year, which was teased at the adventures of MCU Peter Parker before the events of Civil War. Yeah. And the reason they can do this is because it's an animated cartoon, not a movie. So they, they don't own, Sony doesn't own anything. (laughs) But... It looks like a like attempt number two at MCU Spider Man. This is it is yeah. This is so bizarre because it's like this is true origin Peter Parker. He's got sort of a prototype suit again. The art style is clearly meant to feel very retro uh, inspired. Um, but then we've got stuff like Norman Osborn is in it, um, which is like it's kind of like it makes my ears perk up. It's like, Norman? I, I know that character. I like that character. Um, oh my god, Norman. <laughs> there's like a shot that's a complete recreation of the shot of of Tony and Aunt May in the apartment in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of implying that Norman Osborn is going to be like the mentor character yeah. in this show. But So it's like, it's not canon but because obviously it can't be canon because like norman osborne's in it and doc ox in it and there's like a whole slew of villains like scorpion and it's like that couldn't that there's no way that can happen before the events of this film like scorpion is in (laughs) uh, homecoming yeah yeah so but like there's been no clear comments like there's things that suggest like oh no like all the synopsis makes it sound like it is but you look at it and there's no way there it could possibly be um and then of course we've got like charlie cox's daredevil and sort of a Netflix-inspired, but has a comic book mask look to it, which, you know, cool. Um, yeah, This is super, super odd. Um, I'd love to see it in motion to see if it looks good, but at the same time, the only MCU animated thing they've done so far, if I can remember correctly, is What If, and I didn't like What If, so... Mm, uh, we'll see. That is something that I'm sad got lost from our last episode, is uh, you were like, let's talk about No Way Home. And I was like, oh no, you forgot about What If. And you replied, <laughs> and I quote, fuck What If, What If sucks. It does. It, I hate What If. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put all that in right now, but like, it's so mediocre and fucking... It's mid, as the kids say, and I will not stand for that. It's just... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's just... It's just garbage, and like so. I hope this that, like this Spider-Man cartoon looks like they're finally doing Spider-Man things. You know, like they've got they've got Spider-Man characters in it, Kirk. Like that's that's incredible. So if this is once again take two at an MCU Spider-Man, except this time with Spider-Man in it instead of Iron Man, then I I guess I can look forward to that. I'm not gonna hold my breath, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I like the Doctor Strange episode of What If. So I'll just throw that in there. That was a good episode. It was good. Doctor Strange is going to be in this Spider-Man cartoon, and he oh, is he? He looks all classic. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he looks great. I don't know how we talk about X-Men every single week, but we do. Uh, X-Men '97. We got our first look at the uh, the X-Men team, which again was not really a first look. It's the exact same image. They're just standing in front of the school, <laughs> and Storm has a mohawk now. The school. The school. It can't be. It was uh, just a. It, it was reconfirmation that the team is Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Beast, uh, my, and Jean. <laughs> Sorry, Jean. Um, she's got her hair down. No, she's got her hair down. Yes. Yeah. 
And uh, then we also got confirmation that Magneto was going to be the leader, which is weird. <laughs> you and... get to tell me what you told what you told me in our fucking DMs because it was it was hilarious to me the way you described it. Because oh, yeah, Ma- Magneto is is like because at the end of the the series. He he heard that Charles Xavier was dying, so he sort of was like, "I'll go say goodbye to my best friend," and then Xavier peaced out to space. Um, yes. So he's the leader now. And how do you feel about that? The X Men in the cartoon are different to the comics and the movies in the sense that there's no school, like they don't need a new headmaster or something like that. <laughs> they are just a group of people that live in a mansion that they call a school. So uh, this group of adults needing another leader <laughs> is such a strange concept to me, especially one that they've fought over and over again and is really unreliable. So why isn't the leader Cyclops? <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like, this is the time. Like, the ending of the show, you know, there's the, the real big moment where Xavier tells Cyclops that, you know, he's as proud as he as any father could be of their son. And to me, the story that should continue for Cyclops is that he is now Professor Xavier, is in that role. The fact that it's Magneto, for some reason in his uh, Trial of Magneto costume from the comics as well, which is strange. Yeah. That's the only highlight, is that he's got the new costume. That's like a costume I never I never thought we'd ever see again. That's, yes. that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the X-Men team has also been expanded upon, um, which in my opinion, is a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, there's conflicting stories about this. I don't know what exactly was said, um, but, yeah, are they just going to be continually showing up and they're kind of like uh, members of the team in like a um, an honorary sense, or are they going to be there full-time in the show? But uh, it was Cable, Bishop, uh, Nightcrawler, Forge? Morph. Morph, Morph with his uh, changeling head. Which, uh, yes, yeah. yeah and then you're right, Forge. And then Forge. the newest member, Sunspot. Sunspot, yes. The, the only new addition to the X-Men like roster. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. It's like, oh, you know, no Kitty Pride, uh, no Iceman. Like, Kitty Pride was never in the show. Iceman showed up once. I just I thought that they might utilize some of those characters that they either haven't used or, or really didn't get to use much. So we've got a first look at the villains of the show as well. There's Mr. Sinister. Of course. <laughs> I'm happy to see Sinister again, at least. You know? Yeah. He's definitely one of the highlights of the, the show. Uh, there's Sebastian Shaw and Emma Frost, which uh, is yeah. uh, interesting. They didn't do a ton with the Hellfire Club. They're really only in the uh, Dark Phoenix saga part of the show, so... True. Um, there's Kalisto, the leader of the Morlocks. So we're getting more Morlocks, baby. <laughs> oh joy! <laughs> <laughs> and there's some lady. It's Val Cooper, who's like a uh, a government uh, person. So they'll still have the uh, the human villain element that says to me, uh, like you know, with Gyric and with uh, Trask and uh, Graydon Creed and <laughs> all of those characters. So yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's that uh, that double-edged sword of like, oh, I'm excited to see these characters that I love again, and oh no, they're, they're messing with something that was uh, fine as is and maybe should be left in the 90s. We'll see. Yeah, I'm very worried for it just because, um, I mean, it's 
I don't know what it's going to look like. I was hoping for a trailer to see what it would look like, and instead we just got sort of pictures of pictures, and it's hard to tell what it's going to be, and, you know, I just assume it's going to be 3D to look cel-shaded. Um, maybe it'll be 2D, but at the same time, I know it's not going to look right. Um, but I'm willing to give it a shot, so I, I'm really just hoping for actual moving visuals so I can see what this goddamn show looks like. But it's 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 hard to be too excited. It's easy to be excited as like, oh man, more X-Men. Great. I love these characters. But as then as you remember, it's like it's not gonna look the same. It's not gonna sound the same. It's it's a little worrisome, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. It's definitely not gonna sound the same. Which you know, not only is Norm Spencer, the voice of Cyclops, no longer alive, and but you know, everyone's thirty years older. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be very distracting. But uh, I would have rather them either just make a new X Men cartoon, or uh, I don't know, make a X Men Evolution, but with everyone as adults or something. <laughs> a, a, a new X Men cartoon would have been cool because we haven't had an X Men cartoon since Wolverine and the X-Men. And, that and that's was, like 2008 or something. So, I believe yeah. it's 2009, because the okay. origins would have lined up around then. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Tune in back here when the show comes out, and we will give you <laughs> our opinions on it. I promise you. Yes. Let's talk about the actual MCU. Uh, they announced a lot of stuff. Actually, they didn't really announce a lot of stuff. They more confirmed a lot of stuff that we already knew <laughs> and maybe unconfirmed uh maybe one thing yeah i was uh considering opening this show by saying you know we we've lost a lot of people in hollywood recently which is very sad <laughs> <laughs> and making that about armor wars because uh, what the fuck happened to armor wars that just vanished boom you're looking for this i don't know where it's at <laughs> yeah no war machine stories today i got to bring up one of these stupid images of, of uh, the whole slate. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, they announced that Phase 4 is over. So that's... Everyone clapped. Uh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> but Phase 5 uh, is as follows. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, February 17. So that's not that far away. No. Um, they had a little panel. Apparently they showed some footage. Something that I am happy is it brought back the uh, the in-house only trailers. Oh yeah, which... watching bootlegs online—that's like the top sliver of a. Yeah, we'll talk about that with another movie coming up. But like, yeah, this is bringing back memories. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen any footage from Ant Man. I don't know if anyone actually has posted it. But uh, one description that came from it was that uh, Scott Lang was going to be distant from his daughter due to the fame of being Ant Man. Yeah, he wrote, like, a book. Yeah, yes. And everyone was like, oh, don't do that. Like, Scott and Cassie are, the, like, the thing that we like. You know, that's what separates him from a lot of the Marvel characters, or a lot of the MCU characters, is that he's a single dad. Yeah. And uh, I think what actually is happening is that he finds it harder to connect with her because he missed five years of her life. Right. And, of course, everyone's also talking about how they recast the actress, which is a shame, because uh, I was thinking... They would have made Ant-Man and the Wasp in 2017. It was released in 2018. It is now 2022. How many years is that, Anthony? 
Several. A uh, five. <laughs> it's five years. They can use the actress from the first two now. But no, they're not. Um, I mean, maybe there's a time jump. And maybe this takes place like longer than just after Endgame. But it just sort of got me thinking like, oh, the actress, you know, is aged age appropriate now the the little cassie <laughs> but instead they've got Catherine newton is a fine actress nothing against her but yeah. um yeah it's just i couldn't help but think like oh you didn't need to do that we have secret invasion a show on disney plus which they just have as spring 2023 yeah Kobe smolders is back ladies and gentlemen oh thank god <laughs> they described this as some sort of like I guess we, we didn't say about Ant-Man and the Wasp. MODOK is confirmed. Oh, uh, yeah, MODOK is. MODOK yeah. is in it. Kang is in it. It's going to be a big movie about stuff. Uh, this show is... is uh, Secret Invasion is like a political thriller of sorts. Um, I didn't really think about this until fairly recently. Uh, but Secret Invasion, when it was written, you know, because it's like this gimmick of like, oh, anyone can be a scroll. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, because I was of how young I was at the time, the time period in which that book was written and when that came out, and the sort of uh, political relevance, relevance, relevance at the time, uh, post things like 9-11, mm. it didn't really, uh, <laughs> didn't really hit me until recently. But I mean, yeah, that book is about like evil aliens invading and like, sneaking their way which obviously you can make comparisons to like the red scare um but like the characters in that book are sort of proven right because like the aliens were evil and they did sort of fuck everything up so maybe the show will like turn that on its head i don't know but i i didn't really think about that until just recently what that book's about and when it came out and oh boy yeah that's that's true i guess they've already turned the uh the role of the scrolls on their head in Captain Marvel. I mean, that was one of the things in that movie that I actually kind of appreciated. Who cares? It's Secret Invasion. <laughs> Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, so this is probably the thing that came out there with the most uh, leaked footage um, from there. Uh, uh, yeah, this is this is going to cap off the, the Guardian storyline in the MCU. Obviously, characters may return at some point. They might do a new version of the Guardians with different characters, but in terms of the James Gunn sort of group that started in 2014, this is this is the end. For, <laughs> this is the end for them, which is uh, is kind of a big deal, honestly. Like that was like the first we can prove we can make anything situation yes. with Guardians. Was Guardians was something like as a comic book reader, I didn't know a whole lot about Guardians of the Galaxy, so that was a really really big deal when that came out in 2014 so it's, it's you know it's uh it's gonna be almost a decade later when that that one comes out it's kind of wild that they they made you know made it that far yeah we got confirmations of some characters including someone that we like oh yeah yeah you know cosmo the dog is <laughs> <laughs> voiced by uh uh, the actress that was Borat's daughter. Yeah, apparently there was like a minor sort of tiff about that online because in the comics, Cosmo is a male dog, and they're going to be making it a female dog. But the dog itself is based off of the real life Russian dog Laika, which is a female dog. So like, what does it matter? It's a dog. 
the high evolutionary is who we're actually talking about. High evolutionary, yes. He's back, baby, uh, for the first time. And uh, <laughs> it's the actor uh, that... Yeah, I really should have learned these actors' names. It's the actor that was like the the main handler guy in uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, James Gunn brought him over, and he came out in costume. Uh, yes. He looked like a complete goof, which is awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, I guess the idea, because if you've, if you're like us intellectuals and watch the X-Men cartoon, you know that the high evolutionary is kind of this bastard that just does experiments and stuff. (laughs) Yes. So I guess we can assume that, uh, because from the sounds of the panel and the sounds of like the trailer and everything, this is going to be a very rocket heavy film. Like, Mm. uh, it sounds like we're going to get his origin. I don't know if we're going to get his end, possibly. Um, but... It seems like the High Evolutionary is responsible for Rocket's creation, which I think James Gunn described Rocket at the panel as the saddest creature in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, because yeah, James Gunn is really good at making movies about emotional assholes. Like, that's his gimmick. You know, that's uh, it's really what Guardians 2 was about. Uh, obviously, Suicide Squad was a lot of that. It's a lot of characters being jerks, and then they scream, and then they cry. Um, that should be the synopsis of Peacemaker. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> what that show is. Um, so yeah, that, that seems like what it's really going to be building up with with this because we got once again one of those like you see like the top triangle of a of a screen with the the yes. Guardians trailer. And yeah, but like I really love these characters. Um, I really am excited to see their journey. And I've uh, talked about it before, but one of my biggest faults with Endgame is after what Quill and Gamora go through in Infinity War, I don't like that the sort of, like, only moment they share in Endgame is the, you know, alternate uh, younger Gamora meeting Star-Lord, and it's just a, like a, you know, a joke, you kick him in the nuts, and that's what happens. Um... It's just I'm very emotionally invested in their story. Yeah. And there's a sh- there's a shot in this new trailer because I guess the gimmick is that she is now like leading the Ravagers. Yes. Um, and they become reunited, and there's like a shot of Peter seeing her for the first time. Yeah. And it's like ugh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's the, the Guardians movies are some of the only like comic book movies that that can like still get me emotionally. And just just wondering where those characters are going to go, and uh, seeing that sort of reaction is like I I know it's gonna it's gonna affect me because um, I I've, I've talked about it before, but one of my biggest fears is the idea of like uh, uh, someone like Ray losing their their memory of me. This this sort of concept mm-hmm. of like there's no one you can blame. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to be mad at them. It's not something you did. Like, if they just woke up one day and they forgot you and you have to start over, you know, like, all this this love and all these things that you've built together, you have to start from scratch and there's no guarantee you'll ever get it again, is, is like, my worst nightmare. <laughs> and so, it, it, we've never talked about this, but that is, like, my biggest fear in the world, is, like, either me losing my memory of people or people losing their memory of me. Yeah, it's so funny. I, we've never talked about that, but I, I have the same feeling. Yeah, it's it's a it's a terrifying thought. And so mm-hmm. the idea of this 
It's because, I mean, like I said, what he goes through in, in Infinity War and seeing, you know, people meme on it of like, oh, without Star-Lord, we would have gotten it. But meanwhile, he's the most human character in that that film, you know, with his reaction to finding out that the love of his life has been taken from him after, you know, his horrible life that he's had so far. He's Both his dads are dead, his mom's dead, he's got nothing. And, yeah, just the idea of him trying to basically save their lives again with each other it's uh, i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be emotional i just know it so <laughs> uh guardians 3 i'm so so excited i can't wait till we get that trailer i know james gunn him and david of sandberg are the only people that talk on the fucking internet about their movies that they're making <laughs> but he, he sort of true. came out and said like the vfx are not done like this i want to show to you guys but it's not made for like repeat viewings yeah it'll come um, so I'm, you can be damn sure I'm excited for that trailer when it officially releases. Um, I guess also Adam Warlock is in it. Yeah, yeah. Not really a lot to, to go off of there, but that's exciting because that's been built up and that's a big Marvel character. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to see the final chapter. It's, it's kind of a shame that certain people weren't there. <sighs> I don't know. Again, like we're obviously talking about Dave Bautista, um, but like yeah. it, I mean, <laughs> he, he also is like getting paid by Disney at the moment to do those commercials, whereas like in a boat and He's uh, the mascot of Disney Plus. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a weird situation there. Um, well, I guess we'll hear all about it when he goes on Jericho's podcast at some point. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you're you're totally right. You're totally right. Echo was reconfirmed. <laughs> like, we knew this was happening already. Um, but that's uh, summer 2023. Uh, Loki Season 2 is also summer 2023. Uh, the Marvels, which is a movie, is July 28, currently. Uh, 2023. Guess I'll be free that summer. <laughs> Blade is uh, November 3rd. So, hey, we finally got confirmation of blade blade that, what did, it, did you say november november why not october yeah halloween what, what, should have been what the hell you guys missed the yeah. boat now he's a christmas movie oh you wanna no well, closer to halloween than christmas but yeah yeah but like it's gonna be like christmas movies usually come out in november so that they're airing in december sure they should have come out in halloween this is a weird f- movie i don't what the fuck are we supposed to go off of this yeah, I have no idea. There's no news about this movie, really. So, we'll see. I like Mahershala Ali. Uh, Ironheart is fall 2023. Great. Ironheart is in Black Panther. So, uh, we got our first look at the actress in the role in that trailer. But, uh, that's a show. Mm. <laughs> we'll find out when we see Black Panther 2. Yeah. Uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos, which is its new name. Yeah. Uh, is this is great winter 2023 slash 24 yeah I'll mark it on my calendar sounds great <laughs> one of the actual big stories here uh, spring 2024 is Daredevil Born Again which is 18 episodes which yes is more than they do for the Disney Plus shows obviously but it's also more than he had for any one of his seasons at Netflix so it's Charlie Cox it's it's Vincent D'Onofrio. It's Daredevil. I can't say that I'm like excited to see the MCU take on Daredevil, but 
knowing that it's not going to be a rushed six-episode mess is very comforting. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone else talk about this, but yeah, the fact that it's not going to be a extended, chopped-up movie and an actual mm-hmm. TV show from the sounds of it is a big plus yeah. for the both of us. I, I think that is excellent, excellent news. Uh, so... I don't know. Yeah, I, I I put out a little tweet earlier today when before recording this. If you guys want to know when we recorded, um, about how it's like I'm not too upset about Disney taking on Daredevil because I I've got enough of Daredevil to thoroughly enjoy, and mm-hmm. you know Daredevil is a character like like a lot of comic book characters that has existed for quite some time now, and he's had a, a variation of stories, uh, some more zany and some more serious, and. You know, they were never going to do a character like Stiltman in the Netflix show. Maybe we'll get that here. And that's just as much Daredevil history as, say, Frank Miller stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, the Born Again name is sort of an interesting detail just because of the storyline involved with that. However, Civil War isn't a whole (laughs) lot like Civil War. Infinity War isn't a whole lot like Infinity War. And I won't even talk about Age of Ultron. Sometimes they just sort of use these titles as a springboard, and you can't deny that Daredevil being, you know, the same actors, but in a new series, a Born Again is a is a title. It's, I mean, look at fucking Spider-Man Homecoming. You know what these people do. They're, this is just what they do. It's, it's fine. I have no, in, I, I mean, like, the, the Born Again storyline is so specific, and... Like, some elements of that is kind of in Season 3, so I don't Mm -hmm. really see them tackling that storyline specifically. But who knows? I guess we'll find out. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but I also am not expecting Netflix's Daredevil. I'm expecting MCU Daredevil, and I'll either get what I expected or I'll be pleasantly surprised. But it will not taint what's already been made. Clearly, no matter what, Charlie Cox is happy to return... Otherwise, he would have been like, you know what? I'm happy with what I did and leave. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a good sign that he, at least he's returning to the character because he loves this character so much. So that's that's good. I'm glad about that. Yeah, so am I. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the She-Hulk trailer in a little bit, but uh, Daredevil shows up at the end of that, and it's it's not 100% clear, but you can tell that he is wearing... Like elements of like his original costume in the comics with the yellow mask and uh, the yellow yeah. sleeves and that. So, I mean, if we're gonna get a Daredevil that's a little bit different, maybe a little more uh, MCUified <laughs> than the Netflix version, then yeah, you know, I'm fine with him showing up in She-Hulk first. He kind of should, being a, a lawyer character. But uh, yeah, I'm very intrigued by what they do. We like Daredevil, of course. Captain America, New World Order, May 3rd. Uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's finally going to put Hulk Hogan in his place. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. I'm hoping this tackles more of what Falcon and the Winter Soldier sort of started to tackle, which is the world has changed. The world has changed. Like, mm. they say that in all of the trailers. That's even in the Oppenheimer trailer, I, which I thought was funny. Um, but <laughs> it was relevant it, then. <laughs> it was. But yeah, it's like, they're in so many of the Marvel trailers. But the mm. world actually changed when half of the universe got snapped. So, the I have wanted to see the MCU actually deal with the ramifications of that. Because it was so disappointing when uh, Far From Home 
like Aunt May was just like, oh, I was in someone else's apartment suddenly, and it was just like made a joke of, and it's like, oh, like, did they have somewhere to live? Was it easy for them to find a new apartment? Like, all of that stuff was just swept under the rug, and the one thing that's really tried to deal with it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but unfortunately it was the Flag Smashers, and they were the least interesting <laughs> thing in the show. Yeah. So if we are actually dealing with some more of that, with New World Order being the title, I think that's cool. Um, I might be wishing for something that they're not even thinking of doing, but... True. It just makes sense, since they had started doing that in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I love the Captain America world and characters, uh, Sam Wilson being a part of that, so I'm looking forward to this. Um, I will just say, with a title like that, if you out there, not you, Kirk, you're good, if anyone out there gets upset, and you know what I mean by this, by Captain America, Sam Wilson, fighting off either racist people, like the KKK, or Nazis, you are absolute hypocrites to think that Captain America shouldn't fight people like that in his movies. That's all I'm going to say. Correct. Yeah. Do we think Bucky's coming back? If he, I mean, there's a potential spot for him in a different movie, so, I mean, I'll, I'll never say no to Bucky. I'm always happy to see that guy. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to one of the films that they actually announced, which was Thunderbolts. <laughs> Thunderbolts, which is, I guess, a genuinely new thing out of all this mm -hmm. stuff, is, um, um, I, I guess, kind of their attempt at doing a, a different kind of Avengers movie. I guess the easiest comparison is something like Suicide Squad, just because it's usually conducted of a bunch of former villain-type characters. Mm -hmm. This is a weird one, because the Thunderbolts, you know, there's this, there's obviously, an idea of, like, you know, General Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of his gimmick. Um, and in the comics, I know the sort of the the general sort of like main team leader is Hawkeye, because like that, that mm. was his thing. It was like he was assigned to basically uh, babysit a bunch of supervillains into reforming as a superhero group. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, there's potential characters here. I, I mean. Uh, U.S. agent seems like he'll be the perfect sort of uh, person for this team. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Zemo is a big player in the comics, so he yep. could be in the movie. Or his story might be done. So I don't really, I don't really know. Um, obviously, uh, Elena could be in it, uh, but past that, I don't know. You could have pulled anybody. I, I know people are throwing names around like Taskmaster from Black Widow or. Uh, Ghost, I think, from Ghost. Ant Man and the Wasp, because that that character, not that character, but the name of that character was in the Thunderbolts. So, like, that's I don't know. I feel like we're gonna get a bunch of new members, but I think having Bucky on that team would make sense because he was in it at one point in the comics, and he could fill that Hawkeye role of sort of like the 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 keep people in check, mm -hmm. you know, like give the team credibility, uh, sort of character. Also, he's very clearly walked the line in terms of, of good and evil in this universe, and we saw a lot of that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so I I, I think having Bucky on that team would be really interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what this movie could be, but it, it, could, it could be something. If it means we get more of, of John Walker, then I'll be happy <laughs> for that. That character was great. <laughs> yeah, that character was great. I mean, I think... 
it's very easy to assume that he's in it because, like, I assume people that are working for uh, the Julia Louis Dreyfus character, uh, Val, mm-hmm. um, will be showing up in this. So that's John Walker and Yelena. Um, I'd like to see Red Guardian again. I really liked that character in Black Widow. Same, yeah. Ghost, I'd actually be uh, cool with. I mean, I'd, we uh, this got deleted in the last episode, but uh, you hate Ant-Man and the Wasp. I do, yeah. I think I hate that film. I no interest in ever watching it again. Um, so it's funny that you say, like, Ghost would be cool, because it's like, Ghost was nothing. Is that why? Is it like a clean yeah, slate? It's... <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like, here's someone that we introduced, didn't really do a lot with, um, she has a little bit of a redemption at the end. There's something you can actually do with that. There's a character that you can actually build off of there. If they're gonna pluck... like, Okay, a good example to me is uh, when they announced that Agent Wu and Darcy were gonna be in uh, WandaVision. I was like, those goofs? Why? And uh, they were actually really fun in the show. Darcy, like, I was excited when she showed up in uh, uh, Thor... Love and Thunder. I was like, wow, look at the effect that WandaVision had on me. I was like, really happy to see her. Right. And I think, like, if you can take some characters that aren't super developed yet, but have at least an interesting concept, I mean, someone like her with this really weird power, like, on this kind of ragtag team of untrustworthy people, I think she's, like, a good fit for that, just power kind of set wise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd be cool with her getting to. She's a good actress as well, so, you know. Is she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that actress, she was in a bunch of stuff. I, I've only ever seen her in one other thing, which was that Resident Evil movie that came out last year, and she was the worst part of that movie, so I don't... Oh, okay. She was in uh, Ready Player One. You don't even remember her in that, so she had a real big effect on you. Who was she in that? She's trying to murder the kids for uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I remember Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Maybe Ben Mendelsohn will be in it as uh, Scroll. Oh, no, he's in Secret Invasion. So They haven't confirmed to... him yet. That makes me worried. I thought they did. Oh, have they? I didn't think they had. I think they did. This is they... the one thing that's like, that'll make me watch it, because yeah. I love Ben Mendo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay, well, then they started announcing... I almost said Season 6. That's basically what it is. Phase 6, um, which was a surprise... And uh, they con- reconfirmed Fantastic Four with no cast or director. So who cares? So who cares? Because it's just a nothing right now. Yeah. Not yeah. Not even John Watts is attached anymore. So <laughs> exactly. They uh, that was a big uh, prediction that people had was they'd announce the cast at least or the main four, and they didn't. They didn't even confirm old Jim from the office. He's not coming back. No. If he was coming back, they would have said by now. That's yeah. my predict. That's my, yeah, prediction is that he's not coming back. Did you hear the rumor that Jason Siegel was rumored for Ben Grimm? Oh my god, that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's not the schlubby guy that he was in uh, How I Met Your Mother anymore. So, eh. still, I think it should be someone a little more chickless like. But you well, know, we have a bias. And then they announced. At the beginning of 2025, there'd be an Avengers movie. And at the end of 2025, there'd be an Avengers movie. Uh, The Kang Dynasty, or Kang Dynasty, however you want to pronounce it. And also Secret Wars. Mm. Yes. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, once again, 
these will probably not be like the comics. Like, I, no. Kang Dynasty, I know, was an Avengers comic, and obviously Secret Wars was two different comics. Secret Wars, yes. a different comic, but Secret Wars itself was two different books. Yeah, and I, I had have... to remind myself of what it was as I was saying it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one talks about Secret War. No. But Secret Wars is obviously two different, but very similar concepts of, be, you know, a bunch of people brought to one singular world. Battle world. Battle world. Sec- Secret Wars 2015 is a bit more involved in an actual because well, the 80s one was made to sell toys like literally <laughs> yes, it was. um yeah so there's that that said, dr doom is a big player in both i was talking about this with with ray today um wouldn't it be interesting because this is something that was never on the table before and i wonder if you know where i'm going with this secret wars is the original is known for one very specific moment yes the black suit, the symbiote suit. Yes. Is this the opportunity to actually do that in a movie? Because before, it's like, well, we can't do that. That doesn't make any sense, you know? Put the goo on a rocket or a meteor or something, <laughs> and Spider-Man will get it that way. But now, you know, they ignore this. The, I mean, the little goo that was in the after credit scene, I guess, from No Way Home from Venom. God damn it. That can crawl its way to Battle World, I guess. But, like... <laughs> This is an opportunity yeah. to do the black suit in Secret Wars. Yeah. Like, that's... How could they pass that up, right? Like, that's kind of incredible. Um, but that being said, I don't know if these movies will be much like the comics. I... Because I know Kang, obviously, he was alluded to in Loki, alternate universe variant Kang, whatever the fuck, was in that show. And now Kang will be in Ant-Man and the Wasp. My assumption is is that we're going to have the Avengers movie with Kang. They're going to fight Kang, and then he's going to get bonked on the head, and then Doctor Doom will show up and be like, I'm the villain of the next one, and then the next one happens. Hmm. That's true. Maybe he'll show up in Fantastic Four and then kind of happen, but I assume Kang Dynasty will happen so that we get an Avengers movie with Kang so that Doctor Doom can have the real Avengers movie. <laughs> Again, we like Marvel, so the idea of two Avengers movies should be really exciting. But I also can't help but feel like, ooh, I feel the oversaturation a tad. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like The Matrix. Yes, I mean that, yeah. Oh my god, I hope it's better than that. <laughs> the two not good Matrix sequels in one year. I mean, the idea of doing a Secret Wars movie is like fun and it like conjures up imagery in my head. But I think a lot of people are expecting like a big multiversal war. It's like, this is where we can bring in the X-Men, and uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire can return. And, and Ben Affleck's Daredevil. You know. Ben Affleck's fucking Daredevil. Um, yeah, I don't think they're doing that. We might get some references to, you know, like how we saw the Illuminati in Doctor Strange. We might get some stuff like that, but this idea of they're joining all the universes, that's not happening. I really don't think that's happening. No. I know this is the multiverse saga or whatever the stupid... It's, it's funny that this is... Yeah, they is... confirmed that. <laughs> no, that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Because, obviously, you know, we had all big ideas about Infinity War, and they're going to have to do something bigger than that. But I, I honestly think the extent of it will be we'll get the returning characters. So, we'll get alternate universe iron man and that's how we get robert downey jr back or steve rogers or those i think that's we're getting those characters i don't think you you do think we're getting those guys if this is if this is the you know 
if, if you're going to do it, this would be the, the place to do it. Um, I'm not saying I want it, but I think that's more likely than, like you're saying, we're going to bring in everybody, you know? Look out. It's it's David Hasselhoff as, as <laughs> Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's way more likely that we'll get MCU actors playing different versions of their characters before the big, you know, whatever. I could be wrong. I don't know. But that seems way more plausible to me. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It's too far away to know, right? Like, it's those are just titles. They mean nothing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I guess on that note, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what we're finishing Phase 4 with. We got a trailer for new trailer for She-Hulk, and I thought this trailer was much better than the first. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm actually excited for that show. Believe it or not, I think it looks real Whoa. fun. So, Damn. yeah, that's, that's She-Hulk won me over. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of dudes on the internet. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Well, hey, uh, hey, hey, do not put me in the same category as those what? freaks. <laughs> don't call them freaks they're our fans uh so yeah i mean i'm i wouldn't say i'm like super looking forward to it but i this was a better tra- the i you know as silly as it sounds the fourth wall break made me go like oh like that was yeah. a genuine sort of like surprise moment um yeah i i mean i i think i'm more inclined to watch it now maybe i'll let you watch it and let me know how it is <laughs> sure. i tried to do that with the last one and you didn't watch it so maybe this one uh, i'll wait for the response but yeah obviously the 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 they were smart to basically all but confirm daredevil himself will be in the show so i guess we'll we'll see where that goes i don't know uh you know it's it'll be an interesting kind of thing i i because i know like hulk fans there's, like, people that will post, like, images of the Incredible Hulk, you know? Like, 2008 against images of, like, the current post-Endgame Hulk. And it's, like, oh, Hulk fans really suffering. It's <laughs> Look like, how they massacred my boy. The Hulk has been, a, like, one of the most well-known comic book characters of all time. Like, God forbid they do something different with this fucking character. Yeah, like, if, if this uh, is what they did as soon as they recast... Uh, Bruce Banner, like in the 2012 Avengers, then yeah, you got a reason to maybe be upset. Um, we got several films with that Hulk, so quit whining. Yeah, like I get it. it you can prefer a different Hulk, but it's it's so silly to see people being like, "Oh my god." Well, uh, I, I want to say, uh, I mean, the, hey, Wong's in it. Wong and Daredevil are in it. Doesn't this make this the best? Uh, MCU thing coming up. Um, <laughs> I'm but, well, worried. I'm worried at this point because, like, we love Wong, right? We do love Wong. He's like a highlight, yeah, in all these things. I'm worried he's gonna get a terrible TV show because Agatha got a stupid TV show, and I'm not gonna watch that. And I'm worried they're gonna ruin Wong somehow. He's he's had it too good for too long. Us Wong fans have had it too good for too long. <laughs> we eating good too much. We eating good. <laughs> I hate this Zuma speak. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, if they give Wong his own show, eh? Is it could it could it really be that bad if with Benedict Wong is playing Wong? You know, <laughs> I guess not. Can they ruin Wong? Anyway, um, I, the thing in the trailer that made me laugh the most was the uh, 
the book of Fashanti. Like, no, the big book of American law. And she's like got her hands high in the air as if to demonstrate it's a big book. Um, <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, the fourth wall breaking is interesting because I think if you are unfamiliar with She-Hulk doing that in the comics already, like it already conjures up like, oh, like Deadpool or, oh, mm-hmm. it's like Fleabag. And, uh, and I like Fleabag. I don't like Deadpool so much, but uh, if it's more like Fleabag, I mean, it, you could accuse it of ripping it off a bit, but I'm uh, I'm open to that being uh, a silly sitcom show, because it, it is going to be a sitcom format. It's 30 minutes, so that's cool. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm open to this silly show taking place in the MCU. It's fine. I just had to look up what Fleabag was. Oh, it's uh, it's a good show. Olivia Coleman's in it. She's going to be in uh, uh, Secret Invasion. That's who they confirmed for Secret Invasion. Yes. That's very random. I love Olivia Coleman. She's one of the best actresses alive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, seems random that she's in this. But there's, uh, a, there's a rumor she's going to be playing Union Jack. Oh, okay. So I hope she wears the costume. Uh, let's talk about Black Panther. Big finale time. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, holy shit. Like, mm. what? You know, we. I, I feel like we talked recently on the pod about how it's like, you know, Black Panther 2, I'm going to need to see a trailer. Like, this, this is, I don't know what's going on with that movie. Phase 4 has been kind of iffy so far. You know, it's been mostly okay, but also, eh, I got to see a trailer. And then they did this crazy thing where they showed, like, an actual trailer. Yeah. Like, you talked about how, like, teaser trailers aren't really a thing anymore. Um, and we started to get, like, some recently, obviously, with Oppenheimer. And, uh, like, re- you know, even though I'm not going to see the film, the Avatar teaser was fairly good. Sure. A little too yeah. long. but It's a little long for a teaser, yeah. A little long. Um, but this was, like, another another thing where it's, like, a nice build of musical tension. Uh, interesting imagery that's, like, not completely nothing. Like, it's sort of... Like I said, it builds as the trailer goes on. It it's it's really just wow. Um, as of now, it's visually stunning. You know, I guess we'll see when the movie comes out and see what the <laughs> yeah. the Marvel team does to it. But like, look at those trailers for the first film. Uh, yeah, Slightly different I, color palette. <laughs> Slightly. It looks like they rubbed smoke on the fucking like new <laughs> like footage. My goodness. Oh my god. That comparison of like where he's got his arms out. You know, when he's uh, confronting uh, Killmonger again. Yeah. Compared to what happens in the movie, I was like, I completely forgot that it was that drastically different. So fingers crossed, based off this trailer, it remains as visually interesting as it is. Because this is one of the best looking Marvel films in a long time. And, I mean, damn. Like, Kirk, do you care about Namor? (laughs) I like Namor. Cause, cause I care about him now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I like conceptually, he's a funny character, but like I've never cared about him too much. But now I'm like genuinely intrigued. You mentioned the uh, the oh, that's what they're doing with like you had with the She Hulk trailer. Um, <laughs> I gasped when I realized I was looking at Namor. That uh, shot the transitions from him as a kid to him like coming out of the water. Like I saw him, I saw the green trunks. And I realized who it was, and uh, like I forgot that he was in the movie because I wasn't like watching along with any kind of w- w- like with the panel where they introduced him, but uh, the actor. But yeah, I forgot that he was in the movie. So when I saw him, it was like a oh, 
Namor. Yes, the Submariner. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a, a a beautiful moment there where we see, I guess, like the birth of the character, like yeah. underwater, and they hold up the baby, and the baby's got the little wings, the little wings, on his, and it, it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I thought you were gonna go with it. Of like, oh my god, like mm. Namor's got his little wingies, like, yeah, that's that's crazy. I um, didn't notice that on my first uh, <laughs> view of the trailer. That came a little while later because, again, you don't know that's exactly where it's heading. Like, oh, is this a, is this how they do like, like birthing in Wakanda? Like, you don't know you're looking at right, like a baptism of sorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just it's uh it it does a lot to kind of build this hype uh or you know around the sort of elephant in the room, which is the real life tragedy of mm-hmm. uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, which I know some people have an issue with of their choice to not recast and kind of take these movies in this direction um that being said it seems like they're they're doing it in the best way that they possibly can very tasteful yeah and uh interestingly enough they're playing pretty coy with who the new black panther could be uh yeah you know at all signs if you've read the comics and everything you're assuming shuri um but at this point it could be lupita Nyong'o's character like we don't see much of her in the trailer we don't she's she's got like some sort of uh, I'm assuming sort of like a scuba, futuristic scuba outfit um, that I know she's got a figure of. Because that was the other thing. We got a, all the figures for this movie. Um, so who knows? I mean, she's a really good actress. And uh, I don't think she's anti-vax. So as of right now, <laughs> she's got my vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think this looks great. We've talked a lot about trailers, obviously, in this episode. And what makes a trailer great is subjective, obviously. But... Uh, and maybe shouldn't be judged until after a film is released. That That is a point, too. But I'm not exaggerating when I say I think this is, like, top two or three best trailers that Marvel Studios have ever released. It's really perfectly edited. The music choice is excellent. Um, the cover of uh, No Woman, No Cry that transitions into the Kendrick Lamar song is really cool. And uh, every chosen shot had purpose being there. There's mm-hmm. no wasted time. Um, the one piece of dialogue that we get in the trailer is Angela Bassett's speech, this really empowered speech about how her family's gone. Um, I love trailers that can show you a bunch of imagery and not really tell you much specific about the plot, but you still get excited. The new Mission Impossible trailer is a lot like that. Mm, and true. Um, so, I mean, just observing this as a piece of advertising, I think it's excellent, uh, but judging what the film looks like based on this is interesting, because I I agree, like, you know, I think visually it is an upgrade, it's a new cinematographer as well, and, uh, obviously Ryan Coogler is back, they put his name in the trailer, they're starting to do that now, so that's nice, uh, but I really like his other two films a lot, Creed and Fruitvale Station, and uh, the visuals in the first Black Panther are what let the film down a bit, especially the CGI in the third act. Um, th- that shot of uh, T'Challa and Killmonger like fighting in like as they're free falling is very very fake looking. So for and for such an otherwise colorful film, it is very flat. When Coogler had such a strong vision for the film, world building wise, it's having visuals that support that is really important and this just looks like it does to me based on what we've seen 
So uh, I didn't think this was going to be the thing that I was going to be most excited for coming out of Comic-Con or for the rest of the year, but it's really up there for me. I can't wait. Is is he from Atlantis, Namor? Uh, well, in the comics, it seems like they're changing that yeah. the film. They're, they're clearly having an inspiration of sort of South American mythology and culture. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, I think is a good move, you know? Um, they're clearly making it a part of the character. It doesn't seem like they're making it a gimmick. They are looking like they are trying to push that idea behind it. Uh, you know, I guess because obviously the, the easiest comparisons is like Aquaman being uh, Atlantean, half-human, half-Atlantean. As long as Namor is an asshole who <laughs> hates the surface dwellers and uh, maybe... Hey, you know, if if we play our cards right, we get that Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. See where that goes. I know people, like, swear when they look at that final shot of Black Panther and they go, like, it's a woman. And I'm looking and I'm like, I don't know. It's not 100% clear. And I think that's really, really neat. I mean, it's still a secret. We'll just wait for, like, a Lego set to, like, spoil it. To spoil it, yeah. Because they, they didn't do that with Marvel Legends. Um... No, that's the thing. They they had this. They haven't revealed that thing. I'm sure they will once the movie is out because Hasbro's mm-hmm. gotten a lot better. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes I think it, it too detrimental. You know, it, they're just now, you know, uh, <laughs> having the availability of the No Way Home Spider-Man figures to be ordered. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it hurt them a little too much there. But <laughs> I I think that uh, they're they're gonna play this one pretty close to the chest. Well, Anthony. Where can people find you on social media? Well, you can find me at Anthony Lantern on Instagram, Twitter, and of course Letterboxd. Um, I post certain things on there that you might, it's a possibility, find entertaining. So I definitely recommend you check that out. I'm also Anthony Reviews on YouTube. Uh, I don't remember how long ago we recorded the last one, but I've got a video showing off Power Ranger figures. I don't know <laughs> if I said that last time. You did. If I did. Yes. Watch it again. It was, it was a, such <laughs> a great well. video. <laughs> it is. It is for you to say whether or not it's a great video. No, it is a great video. As someone who doesn't uh, really give a shit about uh, Power Rangers, I was heavily entertained. So... Um, I'm Shades at Night on YouTube. I'm at Kirk Beatty on Twitter and Letterboxd. Would you like to sing a song, Anthony? Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that, because, you know, what is there that's relevant right now? Um, so I guess uh, I can I can, I can can sing a quick song as a sort of a, an adieu for now for the, the Snyder verse, okay? Oh, Send a heartbeat to the void that cries through you. What? Relive the pictures that have come to pass. <laughs> For now we stand alone. The world is lost and blown. <laughs> and we are flesh and blood disintegrate. With no more to hate. <laughs> Is it bright where you are? <laughs> How the people change? <laughs> Does it make you happy? Oh, you're so strange. In your darkest hour, 
I hold secret flames. We can watch the world devoured in its pain. Speaking of teasers, that's a good teaser. Watchmen. That is a good teaser. And what's funny is that that song is in the soundtrack for Batman and Robin. Did everyone know that? Yes, actually. Thank you. That's everybody fucking <laughs> knows. 